In the name of one God who creates, redeems, and sustains us. Amen. Disclaimer before I begin, for the old-time St. Cross people who know I love Moses more than anything, this is the first time when I have preached this lectionary that I actually went to Moses. So I just would like to set the record straight before you assume here she goes again. I do love Moses. Moses, he was born in this completely lowly life, Israelites who had nothing, who were slaves, and his life is spared by Pharaoh's daughter who finds him and raises him in the opulence of the palace as his own, her own. But Moses then has to flee as he is defended an Israelite being flogged by an Egyptian and he kills the Egyptian in defense of his Israelite brother. And now we find Moses out in the wilderness, married and tending the flocks of his father-in-law Jethro. While Moses is just going about his daily life, he sees this bush of flame, and it's not just that it was a flame, it was not being consumed by the flame. And Moses sees this, and he says, I need to step aside to see that what this is. And only when God sees that Moses has stepped out of what his normal daily life plan was to come see this bush, it is only then that God calls to Moses from the bush. And he tells him to take off his shoes as he is on holy ground. God tells Moses that he, Moses, is being called to lead the Israelites out of slavery, out of the slavery of Egypt, and to this promised land of milk and honey that does happen to be populated by other people, but God will take care of that. And Moses, Moses isn't so sure about this plan and he asks questions. Later on, he comes back to God and says, I'm not really sure it's me. You know, I stutter, and my brother, he's really better looking and has better speech patterns. And God says, no. But I understand Moses' is questioning because leading God's people is a bit of a daunting responsibility. And it's not exactly what Moses had in his career plans. I'm going to now go leave my family and fight Pharaoh and free the Israelites. Sure. And as I said, when we look closely at the text, Moses could have kept walking. He could have seen a bush on fire and said, not my thing to deal with. I have sheep to look after. But Moses followed his instincts. Moses engages. Moses responds to God. And in doing that, Moses chooses to answer God's call to him. And certainly, this is no easy call. Go to Pharaoh and tell him to let all of his workforce walk off the job, and just leave to another land. No, thank you. And yet he does this. 
through the Ten Plagues, through the Red Sea, and once they're out in the wilderness, Moses continues to lead them, continues to provide for them, continues to teach them God's ways, continues to help them build up that trust between the God that they have forgotten. And the whole time, himself trusting God that there is a land of milk and honey somewhere out there as a real destination. From the moment Moses sees the burning bush, from the moment he asks God's God's name, I am, Moses begins to work for the restoration of the people of Israel to God. And it takes 40 years for the Israelites to come to know God again, to come to know God's ways, to come to learn how to be in relationship with God as God's people, to come to know how to observe the Passover, to come to know how to pray. And it wasn't easy. I told you last week, man, they totally blew it with the golden calf. They whined about water and then about food and then about manna. And yet, all along the way, Moses says yes to God's call. All along the way, Moses gives all that he has to bring people back into relationship with the God who loves them and to teach them how to live according to God's statutes. And while the Moses story has always spoken deeply to me, I have to say I feel more for Moses now than ever. This weekend marks two years in the COVID wilderness, as I took to calling it. All of us, like Moses, were just living our lives, doing our daily jobs, and a virus upended everything. And let me be clear The virus is not God in a burning bush. And yet this virus led us into a wilderness. And it called us to re-examine what was really important in our lives. It called us to be church in new and different and sometimes uncomfortable and unsatisfying ways. And yet God was still there. I don't think any of us woke up one morning and said, let's go into this wilderness. And I can tell you, I can tell you with all authority, I was not trained for this wilderness. Nope. And yet here we are, the people of God, trying to figure out what does it mean to be in a loving relationship with God as we work our way out of here. Any colleague who I have spoken with in the past six months, and the poor clergy hear it from me at least once a week, if not daily, they have heard me say that the one Thing. The one thing I knew I was not supposed to do as a priest is be a church planter. Not my call. 
Do you know what a church planter is? They take a small group from this church, and then they go set up shop somewhere nearby, and then they start a whole new church. So Christ Church started St. Cross with a small group of people, and we grew to St. Cross. And then St. Cross picked up and sent a group of people to El Segundo, and we grew St. Michael's El Segundo. Christ Church also started St. Francis. That's a church plant. Not my job. I tell you with complete transparency, I was never called to such work. I'm called to work with great established churches. I'm to take them to their next level. I'm to work with them on securing their endowments and making sure they have vibrant youth programs and we have excellent outreach. I'm about leveling up from one stage to the next. That's my wheelhouse. Plan giving coming your way soon. But the truth is, that world that I thought I was formed for does not exist anymore. We are in a wilderness of what it means to be church in this place, in this time, as we come out of COVID. And I can tell you, there are no easy answers. And there are no quick fixes. And I'm here to tell you that we don't just get to choose the work that is required of us as we are called to be servants of God. Just like you, my shoes are off. I am vulnerable as Moses standing in the desert. And I am stepping into a world a world outside these four doors that doesn't understand that relationship with God should be our first priority. And like Moses, God is calling me and each of us to respond to God, to engage with God. Each of us, each and every one of us, is called to be restorers of the divine relationship between God and the children of God. Such restoration must be rooted in our own renewed relationship. Moses turned aside to see a burning bush and in it found God. And for us, where we are today, maybe it's not the burning bush, maybe it's the metaphor that Jesus gave us today in the gospel reading of the figless fig tree. Maybe it's more helpful to ponder the church, the church writ large in our church community here as the fig tree. We aren't bearing the fruit we once were, We've had to lie fallow in many ways these past two years. And now we are called to dig and to tend and to care for and to nourish that tree because God has need of the fruit that comes from that tree. 
We hear in Jesus' parable that God inspires those who tend to the tree. We hear that the barren fig tree isn't cast aside. Because God knows that time and hard labor are needed, but also the willingness to use stinky manure, the compost of life, to get our dirt under our fingernails in order for the fig tree to regain its place in the garden. We might hear, hear this as saying yes, yes to working on our own restoration to God's love. We as a community have to believe that we are here at St. Cross and that St. Cross and what we have to offer God's love is vital to the health and the life of those outside of these four walls, those who are crying for help, for connection, for care. And what we have here is now just like responding to the call that Moses did, the call of the Israelites crying out for God to save them. God needs our church to be at the ready. And perhaps, perhaps we'd rather ignore the burning bush. Perhaps we want to keep walking forward and not turn aside. Perhaps we want to ignore the fallow tree. Perhaps we want to ignore God's call. It would be easier to step aside, easier to say, no, thank you, easier to say, I have something else more important to do. And yet, what is more important than restoring your relationship to God? Moses, Moses wasn't given a road map through the wilderness. And I think that we can use that as an easy excuse. And we need to remember Moses didn't have a road map every time we think about saying, we don't know how to do this, so we shouldn't do it. But I stand before you today. I stand here stepping forward in faith, knowing that God's love is encouraging and God's word is going to guide me and to guide us through this wilderness. We may not know how to do this right now, but God is here to show us. And so I invite you to find that same courage, and I invite you to find that same conviction in our call to restore. While we may be on new and unfamiliar ground for St. Cross, for the church, Make mo no mistake, take off your shoes, for we are standing on holy ground. Turn aside from your unknowing, your uncertainty, and pray, pray daily for our work. God is speaking. God wants us to be fruitful. We need only to have fullness of heart to do the work that God is calling us to do. And so when you are asked 
say yes. When you are doubtful, stop and pray. And when you see a St. Cross leader acting, follow. We are gardeners. Gardeners. And it is our work to tend to God's church to care for and to nourish one another with God's word and God's love. To walk through the wilderness towards restoration. To know that the fruit of our labor, the fruit of our gardening, will provide nourishment for generations of God's children to come. We stand on holy ground. And we cultivate it for those who are hungry beyond their imagining for the fruits that God's tree and our labor will yield. Amen.